0: hello listeners of take talks business thank you for coming on board for another episode today i have the pleasure of welcoming michael wagner president of pull scouts michael thanks for joining me thank you very much happy to be here so I want to jump into a little bit of your background. Um, you've had a, a, a diverse uh, background as far as having worked with some global company, um, a regional, and um, and now kind of back to I guess what you would consider national, or or, or uh, I'm not sure to the extent of that. Can you can you give our listeners a little bit of history, kind of how that came about, and how you ended up with Boy cool Scouts?
1: Yeah, be happy to. So very fortunate to uh, to be in the right place at the right time. And many times in my life so far, as I uh, as I turn fifty here in a few weeks. But uh, so my, my first career was uh, you know, a year and a half after college, I moved back to Virginia Beach and started working for a company called Coastal Training Technologies, which was uh, at that time had about fifty employees, and the business was uh, producing. Um, training content and platforms for industrial safety and environmental compliance at the time I walked into the company it was very domestic focused and uh, Paul Michaels was the the founder of the company an incredible entrepreneur somebody that I have just so much respect for and that I learned so much for but six months into the company uh, working there I had an opportunity to talked to him about expanding the company internationally, and uh, Paul was very much a risk taker, and uh, afforded me the opportunity to go out there and do it. And so, uh, you know, over the course of 16 years with Coastal, and then ultimately it became DuPont, I went out and set up subsidiaries uh, across the globe uh, of Coastal Training Technologies, basically, you know, modeling the the same business that we had in, in the United States, and those offices were in Brazil, Mexico, uh, the Netherlands, Germany, Spain, the Philippines, India, uh, and then we had resellers where we weren't physically located. So those were corporate owned subsidiaries, which we owned 100%, but there were really, you know, this kind of ties in ultimately to franchising, where you were running the same business in different locations across the globe. So starting out with a, creating really a, a standard operating procedures manual and the way to do it and the business model associated with it and then replicating that uh, in, different, uh, in different countries. Uh, it was an incredible career, it was so much fun. Um, traveled a ton, You know, 21 weeks a year across the globe and uh, did some amazing things and was just empowered to make decisions and, and build uh, the business with a great team of leaders uh, that I was supported by as well. Uh, So, so that was my first kind of, you know, real long career. We sold the company in 2008 uh, to DuPont and DuPont had a consulting arm basically. And so the fit was that they would go in and do some high level consulting on uh, safety, namely, and they would use our platforms and software and training and et cetera to kind of sustain the performance of their consulting clients. Uh, So I worked for about three years, uh, a little bit over three years for DuPont, which was totally different. So the time we sold Coastal, we had 650 employees and um, we walked into become part of a company that had 77,000 employees, so (laughs) it's a very great environment and while it was, there were great opportunities within that uh, what i really realized was that that wasn't necessarily the right opportunities for me as a you know what i like to do which was really start and build businesses and with a corporate entity like that of course your decision making ability becomes a lot more narrow the job descriptions become a lot more narrow decisions make decision making becomes a lot more difficult in many ways too. Uh, so i did learn a lot and uh, worked in that environment And then I took a total pivot and went to work for uh, Chartway Federal Credit Union. And I came in there to uh, work directly for the CEO as a corporate sales officer, which was a new position. But basically uh, the objective was to bring in a sales oriented culture into the organization. It had 62 branches uh, um, across really three major states, uh, namely being Virginia, Utah, some in Texas um, we had acquired some credit unions in Utah. Part of my first task was to go consolidate those credit unions. So while it was kind of here's a, a growth opportunity, it was more in in many cases an efficiency play um, than a growth opportunity. So, but there was another you know another thing here where we had 62 branches across the country. So it was driving consistency and performance across those 62 you know, uh, uh, corporate owned branches. Uh, so yeah. once again, this kind of ties a little bit into uh,
0: franchising. So well, fast- and with the credit unions too, um, you, you probably had a deal with a little bit from a culture standpoint, just because when you look at credit unions versus a traditional bank, the credit unions were not nearly as, as trad- sales focused as a banking environment. I mean, they, they basically grew up in the, the the small community type environments where, where everybody knew everybody and, and or the, the credit union was specific to a particular company or to a particular association or, or in some cases, city specific, um, where so I, so that you, you really had to, to deal with a, a sales focus, change as well or a cultural change as well didn't you very much so and then that was part of the, the nature of the position
1: um, was to, to change that you know you have members in, in credit unions that um, it's a nonprofit organization so very customer sec, uh customer service focused and great relationships but often those relationships could be expanded to to provide a lot more services to those members and so it was a lot of that Mining from within and then trying to expand the membership uh, base or, or grow, uh, you know, accounts and, and members within the credit union. Um, so it it was an interesting experience and I learned a lot. And it was also interesting being on the financial side of things. But what I quick, quickly learned what is was it was not you know not very entrepreneurial. It was not you know something that was super growth oriented. Um, but, but as I said, I learned a ton and worked with some very strong people there. And, uh, and over the years, uh, Kevin Wilson, who's the CEO uh, and founder of uh, Buzz Franchise Brains, and I have been, had been friends for a long period of time. At the time when I was working for Coastal, traveling around the globe, he you and know, I met when our kids were young. We both have uh, kids that just finished their sophomore year in college, and, and we met at a a kid's birthday party and he had been traveling around the globe uh, as I had and, and kind of hit it off and stayed in touch over the years um, and then when when Kevin had decided to expand Buzz Franchise Brands to have a second brand um, you know he I was you know got in touch and had a great opportunity to come here and and start Pool Scouts uh, so I did uh, come on board in September of 2015 um, and at that time, uh, Buzz franchise brands really was Mosquito Joe, which, which Kevin had started in uh, 2012, began franchising uh, the company, bought a local, basically a pest control company that was being run out of a nursery and expanded that. But rather than just kind of you know buy that company, he went out and raised a substantial amount of capital to be able to fund the franchising, side of things effectively from a team a marketing a branding etc uh, standpoint and that brand went from you know a single location here in virginia beach to uh, over 330 locations across the country before we uh, sold the company in 2018 to neighborly uh, so kevin uh, you know somebody that I've, I've been lucky to work with some incredible people over my career I mentioned Paul Michaels, just an incredible entrepreneur that uh, I learned a ton from. And also Kevin, who's just done an amazing amount of things over his uh, his careers as well. And uh, just a very much of a visionary, but then such great financial acumen to be able to put plans into place to really build incredible organizations while maintaining a great culture. So I came on board in 2015 to to build the second brand. We made a small acquisition to get the company started a a local service arm of a pool construction company, which consisted of 31 customers, two vehicles, and most importantly, a a technician, uh, somebody who really knew the pool side of things. Um, So we uh, acquired that company, started officially Pool Scouts on January 4th of 2016. And since then, we've been fortunate to build it up. We have uh, just over 30 locations open across the country. In eight different states, we sold forty-four locations among uh, a group of seventeen franchisees. We've got a great oh, pipe. Wow. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's how I came on board with uh, with Buzz Franchise Brands and, and helped begin
0: Pool Scouts. Uh, well, and uh, mention the, the the locations with, with the franchisees. So um, for those who might not be as familiar with it. Um, with some company, you have the company owned uh, locations and then you also have franchisee locations. So, in the case of Pole Scouts, um, are you 100% franchisee or are some of them also managed by the, the Pole Scouts company itself?
1: Yeah, so we run a corporate location here in Virginia Beach where our headquarters are. And we do that to be able to uh, walk the talk. Ah, uh, to be able to test things, and that's not only from an operational perspective, but from a, a marketing perspective as well. Uh, it helps us train people, obviously when we bring new franchisees into the system but but our business across the board is not running corporate territories it's uh, it's it's to to build what we call is to enable people to realize their dreams. So that's really supporting franchisees. So yeah, while well, we have some corp, uh, franchise organizations that have A bunch of corporate locations as well. That's not us. We have, uh, you know, our focus is on our franchisees, uh, supporting them. The corporate location in Virginia Beach is done as a uh, to prove the model and also test things and then help train people. That's what we do.
0: And it's a very good business
1: here. Uh, We've built it up from those 31 customers. Uh, You know, last year in 2019, we serviced close to 800 customers across uh, namely Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, uh, and Norfolk um so yeah it's it's grown quite a bit but it's also proven our
0: model in, in many ways wow that's wonderful and the uh yeah i'm sure uh, for g beach chesapeake especially probably aren't aren't sh- short on pools um the uh, so for for an entrepreneur who is out there looking to uh start a business um and especially and correct me if i'm wrong but i, I would assume in much like a traditional entrepreneurial, there, there's usually at least something that draws someone to a particular business type, whether it's full service, whether it's uh, a handyman who who can't do anything or or someone who decides to get into the apparel industry. But there's always a particular draw, but for for those who who come on as franchisees, what do you see is, tends to be kind of the, the traditional makeup of an of entrepreneur and, and what are kind of the advantages to them coming on with, say, a pool scout rather than trying to go out on their own because, I don't know, they've either worked for a pool company or, or feel like they've got enough mechanical background to be able to do the service. Can you talk a little bit about kind of how that dynamic comes about? Yeah, definitely.
1: You know, I think uh, there's a couple of things. I'll start with a high-level thing with franchising, a high-level model. You know, With franchising, you're buying a system. And so you're buying uh, – the system includes branding. It includes, in our case, heavy marketing support. It includes all the vendor relationships and the suppliers that you get negotiated pricing from the beginning. And all franchise systems include all the systems as well. You know, if you go out and start whatever business it might be, uh, you, you've got to create all of that. And that takes both time, money, and uh, in many cases, it takes trial and error as well. So you know, with a franchise system, you walk into you know, proven systems and those, those kinds of things. And you're building uh, and buying into a brand as well. And that could be true with a, you know, a sandwich shop or a pool service or, or you, know, you, you name it. There's so many different types. There are about 4,000 franchise brands that are out there. So with the franchise system, you get an opportunity to walk in and hit the ground running in many cases. And then you get training, of course, that helps you, um, you know, move forward in, in a quick manner. Uh, you also get all the benchmarks associated with where you should be. You get in many cases a model to build your budget, and your plans on accordingly. Um, so, you know, those are those are things that are your afforded uh, opportunities in franchising. Um, with franchising, you know, I think in many cases, and we say this all the time with pool scouts, people don't necessarily come in saying, man, I can't wait to clean pools, and that's what I want to do. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, the way that I describe our businesses, and, and one of the things I love about our businesses, it's a recurring revenue, very predictable and scalable business. It's at people's homes, it's a community oriented business. We serve people by, you know, through people as well. So, I mean, you have a lot of things that are predictable uh, that, that are in our business that to me are very attractive and make it. Uh, but, you know, people don't come in necessarily say, man, well, pool cleaning is exactly what I've always wanted to do. <laughs> you describe what I've described, predictability, scalability, you know, community oriented. Um, you know, those are things that attract people to, to our business model. The other thing you get with a, a franchise system is you know because we have to disclose all this how much money am i going to have to invest you get a financial representation of how different franchisees do uh you know from from a model perspective as well so if you're going to go start a sandwich shop you might have to just go out on your own and find all of that stuff out it could take a lot of time ultimately um, so, yeah. what we look for with our franchisees are, you know, skill sets that are going to be appropriate for our business. You know, so like yeah. I mentioned people and, and you know, I mentioned in the local business serving 800 customers, like if you're going to run that business and you're not good with customer service or, or you know, sales or, or people in general, probably not a good fit, right? You know, that's, that's yeah. one of the because of the nature of 800 customers, there's a lot of transactions in our business. Uh, look today, I think we had 51 or 52 services on the calendar for today alone. Well, that's 51 unique customers that are getting service today, 51 unique invoices, 51. So there's a lot of transactions that happen too. So numbers are important, you know, the ability to understand numbers. That's true with most businesses, but we do a lot of assessing uh, when we're looking at candidates that might become franchisees to make sure that they're a good fit too. Um, And so that's, that's true with every franchise brand. You know, it's a, a, what we call a mutual discovery process when we have prospective franchisees
0: coming on board. Well, and you and I discussed a little bit before uh, we started the podcast about marketing and, and, um, you, the many, many years of marketing, and yet there are still times where, where even for those of us who think we know uh, everything we need to know about it, there's still times when we realize we, we haven't hit the mark quite right. Um, so I can only imagine that for someone to come into it to have a, a, a franchise structure that can be uh, so so strong and so targeted with how to reach out how to do your marketing who to be reaching out to Um, because i think a lot of times that's that x factor that can make such a huge difference between whether a business is successful or not i mean you may have the skill set to do what you're doing you may even have the people skills to do it in the in-person but if you're not getting the outreach and, and connecting with the right prospects um very difficult. And I and I think sometimes people uh pull service is an example that people just automatically assume, well, if they've got a pull, that's what I'm marketing to end of story. And and there's probably a lot more that goes into that, um, So how you target people. And and that is one thing I've noticed as a marketer over the years is that um That tool alone, if it's built into a particular system uh, like your franchise uh, can be such a huge view from day one instead of having to build that learning curve over a 6, 12, or 18 month period. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, you know, and, and I think one
1: thing that there's lots of things I love about the Pool Scouts business model, but one thing I really love is that we know who our target customers are. And, they are, and we build our territories for the franchisees based on those target customers. And they are single family homes with in-ground pools with incomes above $75,000. And we map and protect those by zip code when a franchisee comes into the system. And then we market to those people. And so we do direct mail and digital marketing mm-hmm. that are targeted specifically to those households. Rather than be this just general buckshot approach to people that might not have pools in their backyard. They're never gonna buy our service. And so that's one thing I really like. And the other thing is what we, we know what we do. So our business model is really around the recurring side of residential swimming pool cleaning and maintenance, which means that we wanna clean people's pools on a weekly basis. In a seasonal market, we open people's pools and we clean them during the course of the season and then we close people's pools. Uh, we do repairs, but the kind of repairs that we do generally take an hour or less and then are at the equipment pad we're not going to do the heavy lifting of liner replacement or you know concrete resurfacing or, or things that we don't do though we partner that work out to other vendors or other companies locally in each community and create symbiotic relationships where they get some back and forth so you know two things we know what we who we target and we know what we do those are things that really help us have a laser focus into uh, attracting the right kind of customers and then servicing them over and over and over again, which is predictable. Uh, So when you look at the financial piece of it, that predictability and scalability is huge. And so when a new franchisee comes into a system and we're doing training with them, we talk to them, and say, well, that when you can laser-like focus and know that even within a zip code, you have neighborhoods that have call it 300 target households in that particular neighborhood. You know you go service that first pool in that neighborhood. The alarm should be going off and you say, wow, this is a great opportunity. I could literally service five customers on this same street. And having that awareness, and we help them with that, of course, is is key to driving not only customer acquisition and and scalability, but efficiency uh, overall. So there's a lot of tools like that. That we can provide franchisees that just set them completely apart, and it sounds like things that would be standard, but they're not standard in the swimming pool service industry. They're really not. There's yeah. not that, and you know, the analytic approach and the uh, and the data oriented approach to uh, to the customers and to marketing in particular, and that's certainly one of our core competencies here at Buzz Franchise Brands. Is we're really good at marketing, and we do a lot of it uh, on behalf yeah. of the franchisees
0: as well. Yeah. Um, well, and you talk about the, the right targeted customer, um, but can you also talk a little bit about finding the right targeted franchisee? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great
1: question. Um, so first of
0: all, we have a, what I call a, you know a discovery process
1: for franchise development. Um, we work with, we spent a lot of money on marketing the Pool Scouts franchise system. You and I were having a conversation before the, we started this about uh, having seen one of our Pool Scouts employees on a flight. Well, we're, you know, we're often in Southwest Magazine. We do ads sometimes at Wall Street Journal. We work with tons of digital publications that are out there. Um, and then we work with consultant networks as well that help identify consult, uh, franchise candidates that represent our brand and multiple other brands. And ultimately in franchising, it's about finding the right fit. And I think that's a really, really important component of it. Our franchise disclosure document is a 10 year relationship between us and the franchisee. So it's not a short one. Wow. Um, I describe it as a marriage, right? I've been uh, very fortunate to be married to my wife since uh, 1997 and uh, we were uh, dated in college before that. But, you know, I can tell you that even having dated for almost seven years before we got married, we were super excited to get married and uh, you know, and I've had a, great relationship. So everybody in the early stages should be very excited about partnership and, uh, and the relationship going forward. And that's mutual. So the way that we find franchise candidates is through lots of marketing vehicles and through consultant networks, as I mentioned to you. And then that process of teaching them about the business and then getting feedback. And really, it's like I said, trying to find a fit. Now for the fit piece, you have to have the financial resources to invest in the business. You got to have, you know, a good market. That's a very important piece of it. We're not going to be successful in North Dakota. It's just, there aren't any pools there, enough of it for us to have a a viable territory for our business. Got to have a good business model, which of course we have, and we've proven that over time. And then you've got to have a good franchisee to be able to execute that business model. And so those are things like, you know, what kind of skill set we talked about—the people skills uh, oriented with uh, with being good at the business. We service customers, and those are services are are done by people. So employment, uh, employee relations are important. Um, understanding numbers because of the number of transactions. I talked about that, and then it's a cultural fit, which is important. You know, Buzz franchise brand. We have five key values that we live by. Um, our company has won all sorts of greats awards, which I'll talk about, but we talk about leading with integrity. We talk about being curious and innovate, have fun. That's a really big deal. I mean, we, we take that <laughs> very seriously. Uh, empower and serve and act with purpose. Act with purpose really being around data-oriented decision-making. So when we look for a fit from a, a new franchisee coming into the system, we want to make sure that it's a good relationship that we're going to be able to partner with over, you know, at least a ten-year period. Uh, so yeah. it's not only about the fit, but then the last thing, which I think is really important, is about the timing. Many people say, you know what? I want to start my own business. You know, I want to be in business for myself, but not by myself, which is franchising. Is it the right time for me? Do I have? Is it the right time for me to take that risk? You know, to quit my job. Uh, take one of the things that I always talk about with franchising and this is true with us and it's a really serious responsibility. A franchisee coming into our system in many cases quits their job they roll up their life savings or they borrow up against their life savings and they push it across the table to us and they say help me build long-term wealth, better work-life balance, happiness, you know uh, flexibility, yeah. etc. very very serious responsibility. Uh, when you think about it from that perspective. So we got to find the right fit. The last thing I'll say is we look for something we call PhDs, and it sounds a little bit coy, but it's passionate, hungry, and driven. And across all of our brands, we want to find people that kind of fit that category. They come from different backgrounds. We have uh, a prosecutor who was a prosecutor in New York City who runs our franchise in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and Charleston, South Carolina. Fabulous franchisee. Hadn't worked in business before, but man, he's a natural with people and it's just <laughs> a great job in his business. Um, we've got three veterans in our systems, veterans make spectacular franchisees, so it's a real varied background of people. But I think those characteristics that I described
0: earlier are very important, yeah, yeah, and, and especially in this area, too, is the, the veteran um, have such a strong skill set, um, so many of them are just innately organized to begin with, they know how to manage people. Um, the, uh, the, the the customer service I, I always joke is a little bit different. It's growing up a Navy brat um, with an officer father who's used to being able to give orders and everything just falls in line. That's the one thing they have to get a little bit used to is that things don't fall in line quite as easily in the civilian world, but uh, but they are an, an amazing resource that we have here in the Anaheim Roads community. Um, about the community, um, our history actually started um, through community involvement. Um, You and I, uh, thanks to a a wonderful individual who has since uh, retired, Russell Turner, um, uh, anytime Russell called you knew you were you were going to be stepping up in some way shape or form and and I believe in our case it was through the Virginia Aquarium and and giving back during that time. And, and I know Buzz Brands and Scouts uh, uh, take a lot of pride in, in your community outreach, your, your, the way your, your staff is treated and, and being a, a great place to work. Um, so before we wrap up today, can you talk a little bit about that dynamic, uh, both for the Pool Scouts and, and overarching uh, uh, culture with Buzz Brands? Definitely. Um,
1: you know, we're, we're, I guess I'll start with just like the accolades side of things. Really, with Buzz franchise brands across the board, and this is driven from our leadership, Kevin Wilson, our CEO, uh, Brian Garrison, who's our president and CEO; Angela, who's our chief marketing officer, Andrew, Angela Pauls, and Mike Hall, who's our CFO,
0: who were the original
1: core members, really. Um, we've had this notion of if we create an incredible place to work that we're going to be able to attract spectacular talent and and retain great talent that will do a fabulous job of supporting franchisees in that journey that I mentioned earlier, which is a, it is a journey. There's no destination really. So um, we have done that. And, And so some national accolades we've won, We've won Outside Magazines, Best Places to Work, Inc. Magazines, Best Workplaces, Entrepreneur Magazines, Top Company, Culture. Um, you know, so these are things that are national in nature, and we have some employees that we've brought in. We, we try to hire locally where we can, but we've brought some employees from, from Georgia and from Arizona, from other places, because they've, you know, they've seen what kind of great great workplace. And our franchisees are all over the country and all over, in in the case of another brand, British Home School, over Canada as well. So we start with that. From a local opportunity standpoint, we've been uh, COBA, best business place to work. Virginia, business, best place to work three times. Inside business, best place to work. We've grown really fast. And so inside business, roaring 20s as well. So those are things with from a Buzz Franchise brand standpoint that we take a lot of pride in. But I think the important piece of that is to understand that because of those things, we're able to attract and retain great people. And that of course creates a great culture. So we do some really cool things here at Buzz Franchise Brands to empower our employees to give back to causes that are meaningful to them, in addition to things that we do as a company. Uh, we do a charitable match for employees. Uh, we have a volunteer day for each employee, one per year. We get involved in things like the Susan B. Common Walk. We've done the, uh, uh, Pool Scouts. We did a great event last uh, last year at uh, Ocean Breeze Water Park, um, which was uh, for for a pet event for for um, you know for almost like an SBCA type organization. Uh, we sponsor the Hermitage Museum. We sponsor the Virginia Aquarium for the. Uh, the golf tournament, which you and I know really well. And then we do things locally. We have uh, an event group called the SCC, and that's the Sanity Control Committee uh, in our <laughs> company. Um, so we do a, uh, an event uh, where we go out, generally we go out as a, as a company. We've done axe throwing. We've had a sommelier come in and teach oh, us about true. wine. Uh, we've had fitness people come in and teach us. We do lunch and learns. So a lot of things to just kind of sustain that culture, which really ultimately is about attracting and retaining great people and making making sure that they're happy so that we can do a good job of supporting franchisees. It's an organization uh, take which I could not be more proud to be a part of. Uh, I've been fortunate like I talked about my career before, but coastal training technologies was that type of organization where the culture was special and you knew when you came into work every day you felt that and that is true in this organization too we just got a great group of people uh, we do a Friday generally uh, happy hour uh, every Friday which is fun we have an incredibly cool workplace it looks like Google it's you know it's 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 sharp and uh, you know I think that's just a lot of uh, a lot of a testament to, to Kevin's leadership uh, overall and and we're proud to be part of this uh, this community and part proud to be part of a, a fast growing company that gets a lot of awards and recognition. But it's really back, just back to the culture and the people.
0: Yeah. Well, and I and I, I'll say that, that um, Kevin really was kind of on the forefront of what um, the entire Seven Five Seven community and specifically the business community has has worked so hard in the last. 10 years, and especially over the last several years, as far as attracting young, strong talent and retaining young, strong talent within the, the, the Hampton Roads community. And and we're, we are finding that for us to grow as a business community, as, as for us to grow into one of the top tier markets, we have to retain that talent. And and I think it's, it's companies like yours that um, saw, that retention is a lot more than just simply numbers on a paycheck Um, if you want to have the top talent especially coming out of Virginia which has such a such an incredible uh, post-secondary education system um, and you you don't want to just educate them and let them go away Um, and and like I said, Buzz Brands especially was on the forefront of understanding that if you've got the right culture and the right environment to attract and retain that talent, um, that it will grow exponentially. And and, um, I've always appreciated the fact that you all kind of set the template for that. And I hope that we continue to see more and more companies in the community that continue to to go in that direction and hopefully retain a lot of this talent um, that we know we have in the, in the 757. So I appreciate the, the backstory on that. And, and I thank you for, for spending some time with me today on, on Tank Talks. And, and uh, good luck to you and your team as we start to hit the, the peak of, of pool season. Um, and, uh, and I appreciate your time. And, and anyone needs to, uh, to reach out, maybe they're a little bit behind in getting their pool service scheduled, uh, what's the best way to reach out to you and me
1: well poolscouts.com is a place where you can certainly start you yeah, know so that we have bb norfolk poolscouts.com as a local site for our business here um, we are as as i said growing fast and and uh a, a certainly a part of the community here uh buzzfranchisebrands.com is our is our website for our overall corporate site um Yes, yeah, so we, we advertise any positions that we have open on that website uh, as well. We've done some intern programs. We've got a few interns coming in this summer. Uh, right. We've had two interns that have converted to full-time employees over the past couple of years as well. Uh, so yeah, we're certainly about uh, being part of this community. Our other brands, Home Clean Heroes is a home cleaning business. Um, homecleanheroes.com is that website. And uh, British Swim School, which is the largest brand that we have with 105 locations across the US and Canada, uh, britishswimschool.com. Those are the uh, four websites that I'll plug there. But I thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to talk with you. Uh, certainly enjoyed our, our relationship over the years, especially giving back to the Virginia Aquarium. You mentioned Russell, who for me has, uh, has been a, a mentor for, for many years and somebody I have a ton of respect and time for. Um, I know that he's had an impact in, in your, uh, your, your business life as well.
0: So, uh, sure we'll got- out Russell Turner on, on that, on that side too. Nice. Well, I thank you again. Um, and thank you, the listeners of Take Talks for joining us and, uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.